coming up on today's experience. Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Yeah. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but they are out of this world. Right? The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think he's coming back. Let's keep this in mind in regards to the media and the government. They are everything that is wrong with the world. You get that? That's pretty funny. Life lessons for our faith that we actually use, but we probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because we are in the world, but not of the world. That's why. And also Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. 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 This is me filling in. By the way, Dynamite D is back. Like that? All right, here we go. (laughs) Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400,000 milliseconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. If that doesn't prove it, pretty much. I mean, if that welcome does not back. prove it, welcome back, Dynamite D. <laughs> Way to hit that cue. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, that thingy. You know, what makes you different from people of the world? What makes you different? Is there something different about you? If they're arresting people for being Christians, are you going to jail? That's a fair question right there. Hey, if you've got a comment, a thought, an opinion, if you've got a question, reach out to us. We want you to do that. We love when that happens. We love to engage with one another. Don't hesitate. Prayer requests, praise support does not matter. Just give us a holler. Our number here, last time I checked, because, you know, it can change, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Let me tell you what it's like talking to Dynamite D. That's like having a doctor's appointment this morning somewhere in, I don't know, Rockwall, Texas, and having your doctor for the first time in 18 months not call you fatty. Pretty good, Dave. You've been doing a good job with that, too. He didn't call me fatty. My blood pressure was excellent. I'm losing weight. I'm on track. He was very happy. He didn't call me fatty. This is the first time in a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> That's the love we have uh, with one another. Here's the uh, thing you got to keep in mind. Look, if you're looking to try and move forward and get some insight in some of your life, in something going on in your life, don't hesitate to reach out. Just call us. We'll talk to you. Again, can be prayer requests, can be praise reports, can be anything that's going on in your life. Don't, don't wait. 
be a part of the fellowship. You know, you can also text in 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email, david at he org. Not supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, not anti-disestablishmentarianism, just David at he must org. All right. Along with that, we're going to send you to the website. So much to tell you. Let me tell you three things that are huge. Number one, on the website front page is this little uh, form. What's happening is some of the car dealerships are trying to 86 AM radio from their car dealership that are electric cars. The goal there is so that they don't have to deal with it because they haven't figured out how to connect electricity with AM radio. Okay, so I'm I'm not going to say much about that. I'm just going to move on from there. But the bottom line is the result is not just people losing their jobs, but radio ministries throughout the world will come tumbling down off of AM radio. So where do you think this one's coming from? On our website, you can fill out a little form. It goes to a couple of different senators in Texas, and you tell them, and there's no obligation. You don't get on a list, nothing like that. You just tell them that is not cool. 75 million-plus people are 60 years and older, and a great deal of those people use AM radio. That is not a cool thing. So we ask you to participate in that. No costs involved, no solicitations involved, nothing. The other thing I want to tell you is on the website is a place to give. And why is that important? Because we can't do the ministry without it. Pretty simple. You can give directly through the website, or you can get information on how to give from the website, either by check or by credit card. It's entirely up to you. Just keep in mind, everything is 100% deductible, and it is 100% secure. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Was that like a hen kind of thing or a, like a, a rooster or something? I think what so. Was... I think so. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> wait, where did, where did that come? Okay. It snuck in. Jennifer has outdone herself. She has. She's on her own planet. I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, we're going to get into the teaching. I want to give uh, Dynamite D a chance to talk about that thing I'm talking about, about Save AM. Uh, by the way, if you go on the website and you see it, you just click on it. It says click on the image, and you, it's, it's so self-explanatory. Yeah. There's nothing there. It, so go ahead and talk. And, and the Jared. only thing I want to say really, really quick is it is so simple. I filled it out and did it in probably 10 seconds. No, no exaggeration. 10 seconds, fill it out, and send it, and it's done. Right. Here, that, and that's the thing. So initially they were like, oh, let's just have this do this with the actual broadcasters. And so I asked Don, I said, I'd like everybody to do it. I mean, if you're getting a benefit from AM radio. Now, look, I know a lot of people are on an app, but we're in a radio, an AM radio station doing that. So please keep that in mind. All right. That's one thing. The other thing, we're going to pray right now for the churches for Easter. Because some of those churches are rocking and rolling tonight. With with uh, Good Friday services, right? Where they're doing their, their their Friday service, Saturday, everything's happening right now. We want to pray that the Lord blesses and guides and pours Himself out upon them, and that they have a great presentation, uh, 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 you know, a great declaration of the gospel. They don't have to present it any particular way. They just have to 
communicate the truth and let the truth do the work. So let's pray for them. Father, we come before you right now, and we thank you and praise you for this time of year. Lord, I know some people have a hard time with it, Lord, but we just do it because we love you. I know you love that because that's who you are. That's who you are for us. And we just appreciate that. Lord, we're not perfect. We do a lot of dumb things. But your grace and your mercy are everlasting. You never fail us, and you're always with us. And so now we're asking for these churches. It's got nothing to do with this show, Lord, in the sense that these are churches that are pouring their hearts out before you, trying to make it so that they can have an opportunity to share the greatest message ever. And we are asking you to bless them. I know there's a lot of tension, so we're praying for peace on all of the kingdom workers as they bring the gospel of peace to people. There'll be people that haven't heard it before. Let them make a decision for you. There'll be people that have heard it and have walked away and need to come back. Soften the hearts of those who hear. Increase the harvest. Send out laborers into the harvest. Jesus, that's exactly what you told us to pray. Send out laborers into the harvest and let them reap. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so that's the way we want to start our show, right? That's how you do it. Uh, keep in mind, you should be uh, praying for the audience. That's a very important part of this. Plus, uh, don't forget to be praying for your neighbor. This is a good opportunity for your neighbors to go. Now, we are in this very technical part of Hebrews. And you think, what do you mean, Hebrews? We're Hebrews 11. How can it be technical? Because we're going to cover something, and I'm going to give you the top Four interpretations, and I'm not going to tell you what you should believe. You're a big boy. You're a big girl. You can figure it out, but I'm going to give it to you. And then just kind of lean it in there and let you figure it out. This is time for you to become a theologian. Now you're going to be hearing scripture, and you're going to have to decide how it works or what's the what's the connection. Okay? Here we go. First, we're going to get a quick review. We'll go about five minutes extra if that's not too much uh, trouble, uh, D. All right, for quick review on verse 26 of Hebrews chapter 11. For he considered the reproach for the sake of Christ to be greater, greater wealth than the treasure of Egypt since he was looking ahead to the reward. This is referring to Moses. Uh, the prior verse talks about the fleeting pleasures of sin, that sin is a fleeting pleasure. Moses looked at the situation and determined by faith it's better to be a sufferer of life going through this in connection and friendship with God than to be a person who's closely connected and associated with royalty in any other capacity of luxury. He would rather suffer with the people of God than live a life that is dedicated to sin, which is absolutely temporary and absolutely unfulfilling. Oh, it's fantastic, but it's fleeting and it doesn't last. That's a big deal for people to remember. Then it says this text, and I want you to keep this in mind because we're going in order. He says, after it says, he considered the reproach for the sake of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. And then it says, verse 27, by faith he left Egypt behind, not being afraid of the king's anger. For Moses persevered as one who sees him as, as invisible. Well, what's the problem, Dave? There's no problem with that. Well, actually, there isn't a problem with that, but then there's some people that have a hard time because in Exodus 2, 11 through 15, it indicates that Moses left by fear away from Pharaoh. 
So I'm going to give you the four interpretations. I'm not even going to tell you which one I lean to. You might be able to figure that out. (laughs) But I want you to hear them and understand what's going on. Because not only is it not a contradiction, but this will really open up your eyes to how deep you got to go into the Word of God from time to time. You can't, don't just surface, get into it. Here's the first thing. The last of Moses' review in this chapter of Champions of the Faith. Uh, But you ask yourself, isn't this really a contradiction? Moses fled Egypt because he was afraid of Pharaoh. But here it says he wasn't afraid, but was looking to him was invisible. It's a great observation, but it's not a contradiction. Let's understand what's going on. Number one, we know that Moses saw God by faith before Mount Sinai. In other words, he saw God by faith. So there's one commentator, one group of commentators, let me say that, that believe that it's not that he wasn't afraid, but then after his fear, he moved from fear into faith. Okay, that is one possibility. I will not say whether I support that or not, but being it's the first one I'm dropping out there, you should know I probably don't support that. But anyway, the point is that's one of them. The other one says this, that it wasn't an issue of that he he wasn't afraid of Pharaoh, but he wasn't afraid of Pharaoh compared to the fear that he had to the Lord and that he was much more concerned about the Lord. Yeah. Okay, I mean, that's another possibility. I'm not going to say anything. You know, here's the one that I like the least coming up, actually, which is ironic. And is this one is a whole nother thing. And it says this. It was a particular kind of fear. He had not an eternal fear with Pharaoh, but an eternal fear with God. Eh, so far, I'm liking the faith one the best, just to let you know. Uh, and then, because I said I wouldn't tell you. And then here's the other part. And this will absolutely blow you away. And I have moved. What's, what are we saying, Dave? I've moved into a little better place in this, I think. By faith, he left Egypt behind, not being afraid of the king's anger, for Moses persevered as one who sees him who invisible. Yeah, this, this theology part I like, and I'm going to say that I stand with Dallas Theological Seminary in this one. Ready? This isn't the first departure. <laughs> You're thinking, what? It's the second departure. It's when he leaves Pharaoh with the children of Israel in the Exodus. And then you think, well, wait a minute. How can you say that? Uh, There's a couple of really good things I can tell you. First of all, in Exodus 10, 27, Moses heard from Pharaoh, if I see you again, I'll kill you. So there was a there was a a threat made against Moses. Read Exodus 10, 27. Number two. It says, by faith, Moses had grown up and refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter and chose to suffer with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. How? The only way he enjoyed, the only way he didn't enjoy the the pleasures of sin was to depart. In other words, prior to him, this passage in 27 is passage 25 saying he suffered instead of just hanging out with the sinners. That's the earlier departure. Then this one. Wait, I'm not done. I got to. Then this one. Right after verse 27, right the other half of it says, By faith he left Egypt behind, not being afraid of the king's anger. Moses persevered as one who sees him who was invisible. Verse 28, by faith he instituted the Passover. The Passover was instituted right after the Exodus. So I, I lean, I'm not telling you there is a, I just lean towards this wasn't the first but the second departure. And the reason that it might likely be the second departure is there's no chronological indifference in this process. 
we know this for sure. When they when you read Exodus two, you think, man, Moses is jetting. He's got to get out of there. It doesn't seem like he's pretty happy about the situation. When you look at this in Hebrews, this time there is nothing like that. This is a different situation than the first Exodus. This is the second Exodus when he said, we're going in the desert, and we're taking the people of God, and I'm not going to be afraid of what you threaten me with because I can see him who is invisible. <laughs> it's like, I like that. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I like that. That's just a little clearer. I'm going to stand with Dallas Thea in that. I, I kind of like that one. All right, just going to leave it there. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. What is the David Spoon experience? Then he says this, don't be afraid. Why should you not be afraid? Because what fear does is immobilizes a person, stops them from moving forward, and it also eats away at faith. Fear has this way. It's kind of like if you think of faith as, uh, I'll do this now, as uh, uh, chocolate ice cream that has peanut butter in it. Okay? Uh, That's faith. Okay? Fear is like somebody drilling a hole underneath and then taking a little spoon and then pulling some of that faith down, a little scoop by scoop by scoop by scoop. And you don't want your faith reduced because God requires faith to us to engage with him in. That's his requirement. That's the vehicle by which he has chosen to engage with humanity. You don't think God could have said, it's me, you're going to believe, or I'm going to turn you into a fish. I mean, you don't think God could have done that? But he chose the vehicle of faith because that's what he wanted from those that would come to him. A confidence, an assurance in the goodness of God. So Jesus, the first thing he says, ignore it. Don't be afraid of it. And then he does this one radically crazy, nutsy, cuckoo line. Just believe. And we use that in movies and in books and in fairy tales and all that stuff. We're not talking about any of that stuff. This is believing, looking at a situation just like Abraham did, just like we talked yesterday, how Abraham looked at the circumstance, didn't deny he was old, didn't deny he was past childbearing, and said, I'm just going to believe God anyway. Uh, That attitude of just believe, it's taking a stand in the framework of your faith that says, I'm not moving. Here I am. Call me Bulldog. I'm right here. I'm not going nowhere. My faith is solid. Amazing grace. 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where you just got done hearing a segment that challenged you with about four different applications to a text. There's a fifth one that Steve sent in. He's right. You know, it's just my time is just so tight right now. Uh, what did you think of that? It's just like amazing. We right? love this type of stuff. I told you doing a break that made me think. And right. I like and it. And that is all we're looking to do. You know that God didn't contradict himself. You already know that. You know the word of God is true. You just got to find which path. And I, that, the reason I'm not going to tell you is because you have to decide. This is between you and God. It's not that, oh, I've got to listen to this Bible person. i got to listen to this Bible person. You better listen to the Holy Spirit. And you better listen to what the Lord sh- teaches you and, and and wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if there was more than one answer just because God is bigger. So, I mean, I just don't find that to be weird at all. All right, now our time is super tight, and I don't want to miss this, so we're going to have to skip our trivia question and our DNA to the next segment. That's how tight our time is. So that'll, that's pretty tight, isn't it? So, uh, But I want to do this because this text is, in fact, a Easter Passover text, the part that we were just talking about. Here's what it says. It says in verse 28, By faith he instituted the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch the Israelites. By faith they crossed the Red Sea as though they were on dry land, and when the Egyptians attempted to do this, they were drowned. So by faith Moses made it as plain as day how the atonement works, what it takes and what it does. Judgment comes from God. Then a destroying angel. But blood is applied to the children of God, and the judgment passes over the people in this fashion. That is exactly the Easter message. Do you get what I'm saying? That is exactly the way it goes. And so this, think about this. This is important to understand because we talked just on on Wednesday about Passover and the connection between Jesus Christ. This is important to understand. Right here in the book of Hebrews in the New Testament, the reference to faith being involved in the Passover process. And I've got a message for you that is personalized for you for this Easter. You have to have faith that your sins and failures and misses are protected by the blood of the Lamb. That's, that is Easter. That is the resurrection. That is the holiday. The holy day. And look at the next verse. And then it says, By faith they crossed the Red Sea as though they were on dry land when the Egyptians attempted to do this. They were they they drowned. My faith it's just by faith they crossed the Red Sea. It's wow, but it's what happens when we believe in God and take a step forward. You know what happens when you believe God and take a step forward in your life? You find you find dry land that you can walk on. Hey, it wasn't muddy. Oh, I know. There was a famous movie not that long ago that had four uh, letters in it, and it's like uh, it was muddy. No, it's not. It was dry land. But in Exodus 14, 15, the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry out to me? Tell the people of Israel, go forward. Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, you have to use your faith 
and take the step. I know you're thinking, this is this is Easter? You bet. This is exactly Easter. Let me tell you what happened. Tim LaHaye was teaching before I started my radio ministry, and he and I was right, I was the closest person to him in the entire auditorium. And he looked, I swear he looked at me. Well, it seemed like he looked at me. Let me just leave it there. And he said, sometimes when you enter into a new phase of life, you have to remember Hebrews 11, which is all about operating in faith. That was before I did a radio show. A week before. Ten years later, good advice. Good insight. Walked on dry land. It was there. Waters parted. Just like... God was speaking. I mean, let's just think of that. And so the power behind this and the understanding, this is a superbly important element, that the blood of Jesus that covers you, that protects you, that keeps you away from the judgment, then enables you to walk across the Red Sea on dry land where you don't think there's any possibility of getting past the water, and you're wrong. Because you've been freed from the judgment, now you're going to find partnership with God. The death of Jesus put an end to the hostility. The resurrection of Jesus put you in a right relationship so that you can hang. Think of that. That, my friend, that's easy. Now we're talking. Now we're we're getting there. You can go through on dry land because the redeeming work of Jesus Christ has protected you from the judgment. And now, after the death of Christ, which is the part where there's no more animosity between you and God, there's peace through your, through the faith that you have. There's peace with God through Jesus Christ. Now that there's peace, you can walk together in partnership and go through the big waters. That's Easter. Don't you love it? All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? So you know what David did? He asked God again. And how did God answer? He answered him. God didn't go, you asked me twice. Strike you with lightning, strike you with lightning. It's like that's not how this works. So the scripture says in First Samuel 23, 4, go check out your Bible. Once again, David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered him. It's like, go, 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 go do your thing. Go, 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 go. It's okay to inquire more than once, even if there's an answer that you've got, because sometimes we look for reassurance and clarity and for comfort and from eliminating hearing mistakes. We're not trying to irritate God. We're not trying to fight against his will. We're not trying to be uh, disobedient. The Lord knows that. See, I think what happens is we'll do something. It'll be sincere action. Then somebody else may hear about it or you mention somebody and the way they interpret it is different than the way God interprets it. When I come before the Lord and he says, go do this, and I come before the Lord again and do one of those, are you sure? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. That's not me trying to be bad. 
And this is the same kind of thing that happens when you get into the 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 people that that uh, you know one group in Christianity is like you know you can't you, you can't ask for signs and ask for signs at all because it shows that you either have no faith or you don't believe Jesus is Messiah. Well, first of all, that's not true because God gave signs all the way from Genesis to Revelation, so that's just silly. The other part of that is people asking for signs like Gideon. We're just like going, okay, I'm just trying not to mess this up, right? What Jesus rebuked was the people asking for a sign to prove he was the Messiah. That's substantially different than asking God, uh, I, I just need to know I'm not doing this dumb, right? I mean, and that's why what we do is we kind of pour into these rules and these reasonings, and it's like, you know what? Don't do that. Come before the Lord, be yourself. You know, you don't have to <laughs> you don't have to posture before God. He already knows. <laughs> it's like it's like, you know, I just want you to know I'm not going to look up right now. Now, if you really feel that way, that's fair. But don't do that because you're trying to impress God because he knows you're trying to impress him, so then don't do that. Just tell them what's going on. Share your heart. Share your feelings. One of the things that I see about prayer, and this is a true statement. Some people say, well, people pray to get things changed. Uh, it's maybe better to say that we pray so that God changes us. That might be more accurate. So that we get into a surrender or a, a, a yielded position. It's not that you can't have faith, not that you can't pray, but um, what I'm talking about is coming and yielding and going, Just I'm just trying to get the clarity. I want to know what I'm doing is what you want to do. I think it's a, a very important element for people who are seeking wisdom just to be as earnest and honest as possible. If the Lord grants you a sign, the bigger problem about that is most of the time, like for Israel, they didn't believe it anyway. 770 KAAM, Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth.